welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hey, how you doing? I so hope that you are um, following me on YouTube and being part of my YouTube existence. I just created an amazing um, commentary on Hagar and how God spotted her. And it's one of my favorite um, scriptures and references in the Bible, how God spotted her in her distress. And not only did he spot her, he gave her some kind words. Hey, baby, I hear you. I see you. And then he sent her exactly what she needed. And it came in a form of meeting a physical need right? And so I think it's important for us to remember, I'm, I'm going to talk mostly to the pastor's wives today and the minister's wives. I think it's important for you to remember that in everything you're going through, God sees you. He sees beyond the hat. He sees beyond the crowd. He sees beyond the heels. He sees beyond the kids. He sees beyond everything, um, especially beyond your husband. And he sees the beating heart of you. And it's so easy to get caught up in the um, unit of your life. And by that, I mean you and your husband. Your purpose can mesh into his purpose. Your identity can fuse into his or even somehow dip behind his or, you know, become non-existent. But it's so important to remember as a ministry wife that God sees you. He knows you. And I think it's um, it's a, it's the worst disservice you can do to not only your husband's ministry, but to yourself um, and your ministry uh, when you hide, shrink, or disappear behind who he is. I think for me personally that I sometimes keep my life uh, ministry-wise and um, expression and creative-wise, I keep mine kind of separate from him because I never want to get to the point where I get lost in being Mrs. Him if that makes sense. And so a lot of times my ministry happens outside of my church. And some people would be like, oh no, I, I, I bet you're clutching your pearls. Um, no, I do serve in my church. Don't get me wrong. I serve in a way that most people outside the minister's wives wouldn't even know. Um, but I do take care of my husband. I do take care of the things I need to do in the church. When I'm asked to do something, I perform. But here's the thing. My true identity has to stay separate. That's how I roll. That's who I am. Now, God may lead you to be another way and to go another route. And honey, you do what God tells you to do. Okay. Don't, don't compare me because maybe I just haven't gotten my spanking yet. Who knows? <laughs> I might be doing it all wrong. So don't do exactly what I do, but take the meat, leave the bones. But for honey, for me, my husband knows, accepts, and hey, he supports. I do my thing on my own. Now I'll tell you when I first married my husband, I used to have a single mother support group in the community and I started doing it again. Um, I was married. And I started to do keep my singles group as I had it. And I remember my husband was like, well, why don't you bring it to the church? And I didn't feel led to bring it to the church because I felt like it would it wasn't the season for it. And it would could possibly get swallowed up in the church. Now I'm thinking about maybe that might happen. Who knows? But as of my at that time in my journey, it wasn't supposed to be at his church. 
and you know it was supposed to be in the community and so i that's just the way it rolled now who knows in the future where god will lead it but that's what i followed what i was supposed to do then also um part of a mistake that I did make is I was supposed to lead the minister's wives just by way of tradition. They told me that's what I was supposed to do. So I was like, okay. And I relented and I did it. And I did it in a season I wasn't supposed to do it in. Um, I did it. So the timing was wrong. The construct was wrong. I wasn't supposed to be there and I don't care what anybody in the world tells me. It wasn't time for me to do that at that point in my life. And so I did it because I relented. It was a burden. It was a burden for me. It was a burden for them. It was not supposed to happen. So fast forward several years later, I work with the minister's wives. I support with the minister's wives. They support me. We have relationships. It is a beautiful thing. I, I love leading that ministry now. It's the season for it. It's the timing for it. It's ordained. It's Cairo's time. So you've got to make sure whatever you do, just because your husband tells you to do it doesn't mean, uh oh, some people are going to hang up on me, but it doesn't mean you have to do it in that season. You better know God for yourself and you better be able to hear his voice so that you can converse with your husband. So you can have a dialogue about things like that. Cause guess what? I bet you back in the day when I told my husband, if I had, I told my husband, let me get clear. Had I told my husband, honey, I don't think it's time for me to do that right now. I didn't have a reason why. I didn't even know why, but I just didn't feel a release in my heart and spirit to lead it. My husband, knowing who he is, he would have said, okay, baby, will you let me know when God tells you to do it? Right? So I made a mess because I just did what he told me to do. So that's what I'm saying. You don't have to do everything your husband tells you to do as though he's a dictator. If he treats you that way, that's an order of prayer. You need to pray for him and you need to pray for some other things because that's not what God has called us to be. We are, there's an order, there's a headship, but that doesn't mean you're his slave, right? Because guess what, honey, you're going to see things sometimes that he does not see and he cannot discern. That's why he needs you. That is job security for you, okay? He's gonna, there's gonna be things that are not even gonna be on his radar, but God will drop it in your spirit that something needs to happen a certain way or go a certain way, or that woman has certain motivations. Hey, and he's gonna thank you later. So I'm not saying be in direct, you know, opposition to your husband, but you gotta know when you're supposed to do something and you've got to be able to maintain that strong sense of self. So you don't just start relenting and doing things that somebody tells you to do outside of God's seasoning. Cause in the end of it, that's who you report to. No man, no woman, nobody should ever trump God's purpose and his voice in your life. So you got to know what God has called you to do. So I will say, um, with the Hagar in the desert, God sees you and he's going to give you exactly what you need. If you don't know what I mean or what I'm talking about, check out Genesis 21 um, and just put yourself in Hagar's place. OK, and he's going to see what you need. And he's going to supply it. Another thing that I've been um, I YouTubed about <laughs> not long ago, if you follow me on YouTube, is the blessing of a friend. Every pastor's wife needs a friend. Okay. And that friend should not be directly in the center of your congregation. Everybody needs someone they can confide in. Now I'm going to be honest. I'm blessed. I got, I got, I got, I got a hookup in my congregation that I know 
that holds my secrets and that has my back. And I hear some of you again, clutching your pearls, be like, oh, be careful. Because there was a time I thought you couldn't have that um, type of intimacy with another person in the church. But yes, you can. God can send you a Jonathan wherever you are. Okay, it, I, he, she proved me wrong and sent me a safe person in my congregation. I don't talk to her every day. Don't talk to her all the time. Um, but hey, she's my constant. She's like the mountain in the um, background. <laughs> okay, she's there. And that works for me. And it's it's a good thing for me. And I need it. And then God sent me my cousin. Um, if you have, haven't heard of um, In the Word Ministries or Morning Reflections on iTunes, check it out. Uh, my cousin is my ultimate confidant. Um, she's, she's, I have, she's one of my besties in my opinion. I have my bestie and I have my cousin and, um, she is, is my safe place as well. So here's my thing. You've got to find somebody that you can let some of this steam out on. (laughs) You can release some of the pressure with, you can talk things through with, um, it's important. And my friend that sent me the, um, Isaiah Templeton, um, song. I thank God for her every day. That is the answer to prayer. Every pastor's wife can't have, um, total intimacy with everybody because it can affect your husband. So you have to be wise. And I believe you have to pray and have God send you the right person at the right time so that you can get what you need. Now, the person that I mentioned that's, okay, I'll just say her name, Lisa, (laughs) that sent me that song. Um, She and I have been through some things. We have come up the rough side of the mountain together. We trust each other 100%. And I'm going to tell you, I prayed for just that kind of a person. She even walks in in the same path that I walk in as a pastor's wife. And I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. But guess what? We have friendship. We hold each other accountable and we don't, we, we will call, Hey, bull, straighten it out. We'll call each other on it. And that's what you need. You need somebody in your life like that. So if you don't have it, pray, Terry, linger <laughs> until God sends you that person and pray for the wisdom to recognize them because they may not come in the package that you um, think they're going to come in. There are people through the years that I just knew were going to be my best friends, pastor's wives, their husbands had, had large ministries. Their, 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 their path was similar and honey, it wasn't to be if nothing bad happened, but it just wasn't to be, but I, God sent me some, someone broken um, in a struggle. And my job was to be a safe place for that. And that person became my friend. Okay. Then God sent me a pastor's wife too. I mean, he sent me several friends. I'm going to be honest. He sent me a pastor's wife. That is a friend. My friend Lisa is my pastor. She's a pastor's wife. She gets it, you know, and then I have a friend that we met in a struggle and, um, hard time. And we coached each other through each other's hard times. Then I have my cousin, as I mentioned, that came along. So, Hey, I I feel surrounded. I feel blessed. I feel covered. And I want you to feel the same way because this can be a very lonely journey. I tell you, you can feel isolated. Number one, because I feel like pastors, you let me know in the comments what you think, but I feel like pastors are built differently. I feel like they have a supernatural something that most people don't have. And sometimes that means that they have endless energy 
Those jokers can run and go and be here, be there, be everywhere and not even be tired. (laughs) That's my husband anyway. And so that means that pastors typically are very busy, um, especially the ambitious ones who are really trying to build this kingdom of God and bring people to the Lord. They are busy. And so that means that they're probably not going to be holding your hand all the time. And I feel like if you're the type of pastor's wife that's insecure and can't handle being alone or um, doing your own thing, you need to pray to be whole so that you can release that man to do what he needs to do and you do what you need to do, okay? Maybe it'll, it'll be in tandem with him, maybe not. But if you can't trust your husband to build the kingdom of God, you got a problem. You got a huge problem there, okay? So trust me, you need to find relationships and identity outside of that role, all right? So I hope this encouraged you. I hope it blessed you. I even hope it challenged you because, um, hey, I talk to myself sometimes when I'm talking to you because there's times I get lonely. You know, I mean, it's I'm not lonely to vulnerability. If the devil is listening, don't try to send nothing over here. I'm not interested, but, but I'm sorry. I'm really showing out today. But what I mean is there's times where I wish my husband was home. I'll be like, oh, I wish he was home right now. But hey, he's over there ministering to somebody who lost his wife or hey, he's over there with a family who lost their children. I don't know, but there's things like that that happen. So hey, this walk that we're in, it cost us something. It cost something to follow Jesus. And part of me letting him go is part of my sacrifice, honey. I see it as part of me contributing to the kingdom of God. I know he's a man of integrity. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing and nothing that he's not supposed to be doing. So I should be able to hold it down on my own. But there are times I'll be watching a TV show or something and I'll be like, I wish he was here, but he's not. So guess what? I can't become a distraction to him and keep holding him back. He was just appointed to um, a position, my husband, in the Baptist world and um, he'll be traveling a little bit and so he always opens it I could go with him if I wanted to but guess what I got a life I got a job okay and I got a little business I'm, I'm building here so I'm like I can't always go so I can't be so insecure I can't hold him I have to hold him back I can't do it I feel like God will hold me accountable if I do so um, I hope this encourages you to to really um, come up a little higher spiritually emotionally physically um, and I don't know about physically but you'll come up a little higher in some of these areas so you don't hold your husband back and at the same time don't hold yourself back release whatever that is that God has inside of you release it now Um, start building start working I have this little YouTube channel. It's growing slowly but surely. and But I'm going to keep on working it. I'm going to keep on building it. That's my contribution. Okay? Find your contribution. You have one. Think about all the things you've been through. All the things you've come through. All the things you've survived. Somebody needs to get benefit of that experience. They need to hear how God bought you through. You need to look at those troubles, trials, tribulations as seeds that God planted so you can plant them into the soil of the kingdom so you can grow strong women. That's your job. Whether you do it in the four walls of your church or out in this community or on the internet, you do it. You do it. And then you both will make a powerful blow for the kingdom of God. Amen. I love you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to find me on YouTube at Godsy Girl Terry, as well as on Facebook at Godsy Girl Living Life His Way. And don't forget Instagram. There you can find me at Married to a Pastor Life. 
God bless you. Be sure to subscribe, hit the four stars below, and let me know how this is blessing you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.